0: Luna Lover the podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Araqual people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pays respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Uh. Welcome to Lunar Lover the podcast. I'm your host Jordana Levine and also a very warm welcome to Pisces season. The sun entered Pisces officially yesterday on the 20th of February and it will run until March 20. We're going to discuss Pisces season in this episode, and then it's a double whammy because we also have a full moon in Virgo this weekend, so we're going to chat about all of that as well. Before we dive in, though, just a little reminder that Celestial Storytelling, my astrology course, kicks off in less than two weeks. I had a bunch of people sign up over the weekend, which actually made me cry. I was a little hormonal, FYI, but also actually cannot believe how many of you are joining me for this course I mentioned in last week's episode that um, this was never really part of the plan for me when it comes to astrology but there was something niggling at me mainly you guys (laughs) but also this deep deep intuitive knowing that it had to be done and I'm so incredibly glad that I listened Now, I answered a bunch of your questions about this course in last week's episode. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely go and do that. Also, if you have joined the course, you will get an email about this next week. But please make sure that you filled out the form with your birth details so I can get your chart to you before the course kicks off. You will have received an email from me a few weeks ago asking for that. and It has a link to the form that you need to fill out. If you can't find that email, I will send you guys an email next week asking you to do that if you haven't. And a bunch of you haven't. I would say 25% of you still haven't done that. It's really important that you do it early because I'm doing so many charts. I need to have them done by the 4th of March. So I've been sending them slowly to people. If you haven't received yours yet and you've sent your details in, don't fear. I just haven't made my way through the list just yet. If you do want to join me for that course and you haven't signed up already, there's a link in the show notes of this episode, or you can head to jordanalevine.com forward slash readings, and there's a link to Celestial Storytelling right at the top of that page. All right, my loves, let's start with Pisces season. So this is essentially our last little expedition through the Zodiac. Well, the sun's last little expedition through the Zodiac before returning to the very beginning of its ecliptic orbit. And when it gets there, when it gets back to the beginning, we're going to enter Aries season and Aries season kicks off the official astrological new year. So... You should look at Pisces season as the last little hurrah before this current astrological year wraps up. What that means on a deeper level is you've traversed through the 11 signs that came before Pisces over the past 11 months. And hopefully, as the sun moved through those signs, you learned a few things about yourself Notice the shifts in energy and shifts in your attention towards certain things. Felt different parts of yourself illuminated. And you've integrated a full spectrum of the zodiac. Each sign builds on the last, right? And Pisces is a culmination of all of the signs that came before it. This is why it's known as the sign of transcendence. Pisces in its highest expression has adopted everything it can from the human experience and its identity. And now it's time to recognize the interconnectedness between everything, diffuse the ego and become one with universal consciousness. Simple, huh? No biggie, no stress, totally got this. (laughs) Okay, so there's actually a bit going on through Pisces season, some pretty major stuff actually, but we'll come back to that. First, I want to tell you a little bit about Pisces energy. It's a hard one to describe. I say this most Pisces season episodes we get to, so once a year. Um, Pisces is very poetic and dreamy and romantic and beautiful, And I like to think I'm all of those things, too, but I'm not. I'm very practical and I'm very down to earth. um, And that's what I try to make this podcast like. But um, I'm going to try and hang out somewhere between the two so we can so that so that I can explain Pisces energy to its full capacity. Let's start with the two fish that symbolize Pisces. The symbol for Pisces is actually two fish that are swimming in opposite directions. One fish symbolizes the material, the other fish symbolizes the spiritual. And the idea is that they're dissolving back into the infinite waters of life. There is no division between material and spiritual when it comes to Pisces. It's a dissolution, right? They're dissolving back into that water. There's no real and unreal, no yin and yang, no yours and mine, no fantasy and reality. Everything is one. Everything is universal consciousness. And well, because everything is one, this is known as the Pisces interconnectedness. Well, then Pisces itself is consciousness. You still with me? It's a bit confusing. Think of it like this. Think of your consciousness as an awareness of the self, not the self itself. <laughs> All right, hang on. Let's try that again. You, you know when you're in meditation and you reach a place where your thoughts are still, your breathing is slow and rhythmic, you've detached from the physical body, and rather than being the self... You're observing the self. Yeah, me neither. But that's essentially the goal of meditation, right? You may have achieved like flickers of this at various times in your own meditation practice. The aim in this state is to detach from the mind, be free of the confines of the physical body and exist in a state of pure consciousness. That consciousness or awareness of self is the highest vibration of Pisces energy. I love the way that um, astrologer Stephen Forrest describes Pisces. He says, The end realization for Pisces is this, wherever we go, whatever we do, whatever we see, we can only meet one inescapable reality, our own consciousness, so basically what he's saying is whether we exist in reality or not is not the point through the lens of Pisces. The point is that our perception of reality is based on our own awareness of it, not reality itself. Does that make sense? We've been speaking about perception a lot lately. I always bring it up around Gemini. I think we brought it up with Sagittarius as well, how cha- how if you change your perception – You change your reality. Now, this is going one step further by saying your perception of your reality is based on your awareness of it, not the reality itself, right? Okay. (laughs) Stay with me, guys. Stay with me. The fish's objective, so we're going to go back to those two little fishies, is to obtain spiritual peace. And it does this by letting go. Letting go of the ego, letting go of certainty, letting go of structure, letting go of its attachment to the world. One strategy for this, a healthy strategy for this is one we've already spoken about and that is meditation. An opportunity to slow the breath, close down the eyes, simply experience consciousness. Not the contents of our conscious mind i.e. our thoughts our worries our fears but rather the empty formless peaceful true nature of consciousness itself sorry i just gave myself the ick halfway through (laughs) saying that sentence which was when you verbalize written abbreviations i said i.e. instead of saying that is so i apologize for that (laughs) okay as we were let's go back to what we were doing i digress Okay, so we spoke about the Piscean strategy of letting go through meditation. Another Piscean strategy for letting go is creativity. To completely submerge in the free flow of creative expression blurs the lines for Pisces between what is reality and what is imagination. When Pisces can play out its creativity in the form of art or poetry or movement or cooking or even visualization, then they're in a world that consciousness has the ability to become real. Pisces can grant the subjective world, however temporarily, the same reality that we normally grant the world of events and circumstances, And for Pisces, that's like giving hearing to the deaf or eyesight to the blind. Everyone but Pisces at this point is probably thinking, Oi, fish folk, you can't just live your life in your imagination. What about your relationships? What about your responsibilities? Who's going to do the laundry? You have to live in the real world. And it's true Pisces does, but in order to do that, Pisces only needs to change the way they look at the world. They see it through a kaleidoscope of color, inspiration, and poetic musings. They experience the world knowing that their experience is through their awareness of it, and whenever they like, they can take a deep breath and dive untethered, back into their own consciousness, a world that is always available to them in whatever form they desire. Empathy and kindness are also Piscean Piscean qualities. Pisces is flexible, bending and flowing, adapting to changing situations. This includes the energy, emotion and actions of others, understanding other people, feeling empathy and compassion for them comes swimmingly easy for Pisces. They simply imagine that they're in the other person's shoes where, I don't know, Gemini, for example, can see all sides and take in all perspectives, almost like data adapting to the changing mind. Pisces adapts their awareness. It's fluid AF. It's as if Pisces consciousness possesses the ability to contain all possible human viewpoints simultaneously, which, as you can imagine, is overwhelming, right? There's magic in it, but there's a downside too. And this is where the shadow of Pisces can emerge. With so much imagination, with so much empathy, with so much emotion, Pisces can become overwhelmed with feelings, with fear, with dreams, with too much awareness. Consciousness becomes flooded and they can sit there shell-shocked, numb even. All of that high absorbency needs to be channeled. And if it can't be channeled into meditation or creativity, it becomes destructive When overwhelm hits, Pisces wants to escape, understandably, and that escapism often results in the pursuit of things that will numb them. Addiction is well documented in astrological literature when it comes to Pisces. Alcohol, drugs, gaming, sex, food, the list goes on. Escaping reality is basically what they're after. If you are a Pisces listening to this and you resonate with the escapism side of your sign, I recommend looking to the opposing sign, which is Virgo. And luckily, we got a Virgo full moon coming up um, as a remedy. Yeah. Introducing things like daily routine, adding more structure into your life. This is really going to help you ground yourself. And Pisces, you must have a meditation practice and you must Use your creative pursuits as channels when you're feeling any kind of tidal wave of overwhelm, all right? That's a little it's a little PSA to the Pisces out there. Okay, what can we all learn from Pisces season? That's why we're here, right? Most of us could do with a little more fluidity, compassion, and spiritual awareness. I think that's fair to say. Now more than ever it's time to listen to your intuition. It's gonna be on fire this season. But not just listen, you gotta trust it and you gotta follow it. I read charts for a lot of earth signs who are overly structured, right? And a lot of air signs that are overthinking everything, they're all up in their head. Or fire signs who are just jumping into things with no awareness of what lies ahead if you resonate with any of that, then Pisces season is a beautiful time to reconnect with universal consciousness. This is the ideal time to introduce a consistent meditation practice into your life. It's a glorious time to visualize as part of a manifestation practice. Connect with your intuition through journaling and, you know, introduce a little creativity into your life do you remember in the astrology of 2024 episode i spoke about uranus and jupiter coming together in the sign of taurus uh like forming a conjunction well it's not happening anywhere near pisces um but that energy is going to be felt in early march until late may so We're going to feel the beginning of it during Pisces season. As a reminder, this conjunction is very significant. It only happens every 12 to 15 years. But Jupiter and Uranus coming together in the sign of Taurus, incredibly rare. All right. Uranus has been in Taurus since 2018. Jupiter moved into Taurus in 2023. It's going to move out later this year. So what we get here is an expansion of all of these uh Taurus themes that we've been feeling. As a reminder, Jupiter is the planet of abundance and expansion, Uranus is the planet of technology and innovation, pop them in Taurus, the sign of finances, abundance and self-worth, and we're looking at a few different things. Collectively, we're looking at I would say major news around global financial markets and digital currencies. There could also be a transfer of wealth out of one sector into another. Um, And it also has the potential to be an incredibly innovative time um, surrounding new technologies and inventions, right? Innovations, inventions, whatever. Personally, it's a time for expanding our mindset and creating a more abundant vision for ourselves and our lives. Um... Now, since we're talking about it, a little bit off topic now, but since we're talking about the Uranus and Jupiter conjunction, just as a reminder, the peak of this alignment occurs between April 18 and April 21st. We will feel it building as early as um, early March. So that's next week. Is that next week? Yeah, that's next week, right? And then all through until May. So look, it's it's all happening. It's all happening and it's starting in Pisces season. So not this week, but next week. So it's going to um, build on the energy of Pisces. Now, I think what's interesting here, if we look at Pisces energy and we look what's happening with this conjunction is try... Um, you, like it will be very easy to get swept into fantasy right and illusion so when it comes to money especially um, I would just make sure that you're looking um, at the actualities of what's going on with your finances <laughs> rather than the fantasy of what's going on with your finances now in saying that Um, Really good time to try and manifest more abundance in your life, like really good time. If you're not doing visualization meditations around abundance, this is the season to be doing them. I would also think about doing some sort of like quantum field meditation. Meditations, quantum theory meditations, quantum jumping meditations, whatever you want to call them. Joe Dispenza is my go-to for that. Um, if you hop on his website, his meditations, you have to pay for them. They are quite expensive, but they're absolutely worth it. There is one called, I'm going to look it up while I have you on the phone, <laughs> while I'm recording. Hang on a sec. Um, I have a whole library of them. I've spent a fortune on Dr. Joe. Uh, Gener- Generating Abundance? Yeah, Generating Abundance. It's a short one for Joe. Like some Joe Dispenser meditations go forever. This one I think is maybe... Oh, yeah. It's about 25 minutes. The track itself is 60 minutes, but after the 25-minute mark, it's just music. So you can turn it off after that. Yeah. Um, So I highly recommend doing that during uh, Pisces season, but also as this Jupiter and um, Uranus conjunction starts to take place. You may also recall that Saturn is in Pisces. On the 28th of February, Saturn and the Sun will form a Kazemi. Actually, hmm. They will, but Mercury is also going to get in on the action. So is it a Kazemi or is it a Stellium? It's definitely a Stellium. Um, And it's also a Kazemi. Sorry, I'm thinking about this in real time. So what it is, I don't actually know. I'm going to have to check with another astrologer because I haven't stumbled across this. Okay, so it's a Stellium. We've got the Sun, Saturn and Mercury are all going to be sitting at the same degrees on the 28th of Feb. But then Saturn and the sun will be forming a Kazemi and then the sun and Mercury will be forming a Kazemi. So that's all happening simultaneously. Hmm, Curious. Love that. Anyway, we're going to talk about this in depth in next week's subscriber bonus episode. But just know that Saturn is the lord of karma, right? It's also the lord of time and our master teacher. So... Next week, so second week of Pisces season, we may very well feel our karmic lessons being pulled and triggered under this alignment. Now, at the same time, we've also got the North Node and Chiron conjunct each other, which is also going to be bringing up some wounding, hopefully healing it by now. We've been in that conjunction for a little while. There's a lot going on, basically. All right. There's a lot going on. Pisces is the sign to heal it this is where we need to dissolve the ego which is what keeps us in our triggers and become one with universal consciousness every time I say that I feel really esoteric but I feel like you guys are on board and you know what I'm saying right so the 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 overarching theme I guess of Pisces or lesson 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 of Pisces is interconnectedness interconnectedness right everything in the universe is one. You suffer, I suffer. I heal, you heal, right? And there's a lot to be said with everything that's going on in the world right now and people turning a blind eye. It's like, no, no, hang on. If all of those hundreds and thousands of people are suffering, the whole world is suffering, right? Okay, that's all I'm going to say on that. But it's the the whole interconnectedness. So at, at this point in time, Wounds are coming up for all of us. There's karmic lessons we're going to be going through with that Saturn um, Kazemi. And what else did I talk about? Oh, the Jupiter and Uranus conjunction, right? It's going to be bringing things to the surface that need your attention. And Pisces season is the time we get to go, you know what? All of this stuff, this is all attached to my ego. It's time to transcend that and start to heal it. All right. (laughs) I hope you haven't switched me off. How can we work with Pisces season energy? That's what we want to know. This isn't so much a time to act, implement, and initiate as it is to dream, fantasize, imagine, and feel. We're going to be acting, implementing, and initiating next season when we get to Aries, right? So for now, it's a little bit more of letting go, a little bit more surrender. Allow yourself to create a vision for your future. Spend time in meditation, visualizing the manifestation of your desires. You may feel your creative side come through this season, so follow that urge to explore it and see where it leads. Confusion and passivity may make their way into your days Or should I say, this isn't going to work because it's a podcast. I was going to say days. Okay, so first days, D-A-Y-S. Or should I say (laughs) D-A-Z-E? It's not working, is it? All right, I'm going to leave it in anyway. Um, So allow yourself time to rest. Sit with uncertainty rather than feel like you need to make sense of everything right in this moment. Tune into your spiritual awareness this month. And perhaps experiment with what spirituality means to you. All right, that's Pisces season. Let's chat Virgo full moon. The Virgo full moon will take place on Saturday, February 24 at 11.30 p.m. in Sydney, 12.30 p.m. in London and 7.30 a.m. in New York. This is the final full moon of the astrological year, so there is much purging that needs to take place. Virgo is very much known as the sign of perfection, but another way of looking at this energy is knowing that what Virgo truly seeks is purity. The symbol for Virgo is the Virgin after all, which if I'm being honest does not sit well with me, but anyway, we don't need to go into that. Let's move on. Okay, so purity. I want you to think of it as a purification of you. And I'm not talking about skinny teas or juice cleansers, but rather what space needs to be created within you so that your wisdom, your personal power, and your intuition can flow freely. Where are your blocks? Where are your limits? Are there toxic, that's not the word I want to use, are there limiting thoughts, behaviors, or feelings that are not serving you and are not serving this clear channel of purity within you? Virgo is very much about your health, wellness, and the body. But when I say body, I want you to think of it as your physical body, yes, but also your mind, your heart, your energetic body, your spiritual body. What are they trying to tell you? What have you been ignoring? What is your body telling you it no longer wants? What does it want to be free of? Virgos are often touted as the OCDs of the Zodiac. Again, this comes back to purity and perfection and precision As a Virgo moon, um, I'm not an outwardly facing perfectionist, although I feel like some people are going to disagree with that, but I'm not. But on the inside, I am, right? I hold things to a very ridiculously, stupidly high standard. My nervous system feels calm when things are in order, exactly how they should be, less so physical items. I can handle things being a bit untidy but uh, like life admin needs to be in order or I am in chaos, right? I find that under a Virgo full moon, that the areas of life, yours, not mine, the area and mine, all of ours, all of ours, um, that need a little tidy up are often illuminated, right? The objective of Virgo is to perfect the self through what it does. Virgo must keep busy and be useful. And this strategy requires routine and organization. However, can you apply this to yourself rather than obsessing about fixing everyone else? Can you focus on your health and well-being without seeking perfection or precision? Are you able to allow yourself to remain open to observing realities, a la Pisces, rather than getting bogged down in the minutia of reality, like Virgo? Now, Mercury, the ruler of Virgo, is closing up very close to this full moon. This is very good news, I think. Beautiful moon for open and honest conversations. I usually tell you not to do that during a full moon, but go ahead, do it, do it. Your intuition will also be very strong during this full moon. So pay attention and also observe what's going on around you. Listen to your body, listen to your intuition, listen to your heart. We've got a lot of things at play here, right? So let me break it down. It's Pisces season. I mean, Virgo full moons are always in Pisces season because the Virgo moon is opposite the Pisces sun. That's one reason that we're feeling very intuitive. But The fact that Mercury, the ruler of Virgo, is conjunct this full moon is also what's amplifying our intuition because, yes, Mercury is the planet of communication, but that communication also applies to our internal communication system, which is our intuition. Healing energy is also strong under this full moon. Of course, we have that Chiron and North Node conjunction, but also Virgo is a very healing sign. Many people don't know that about Virgo, but it's true, especially when it comes to healing the body. I want you to think of it less as healing, though. I want you to think of it more like nourishing the body. So without getting restrictive or punishing yourself, how can you heal slash nourish your body? Is it your nervous system that needs some attention? More movement, less movement rather than... I don't know, removing foods from your diet, what can you add in? What needs to be added in? What's missing from your diet? Saturn is also playing very closely to this full moon. Um, Saturn is very good for boundary setting, which we need uh, in Pisces season, definitely. Um, Perhaps protecting your energy, which is what we're trying to do, requires a few boundaries, Saturn is also about self-responsibility. So what responsibility can you take for your own health and well-being? And remember, that's mental, physical, emotional well-being. All right, let's talk about ways to work with the Virgo full moon. Clean up your shit. That astrological new year is approaching, and I don't know about you, but when I give myself time to rest and fall into a dream like Pisces State, Sometimes things can go a little awry. So use the energy of this Virgo full moon to create space, perhaps clear out your wardrobe, clear out the car. I actually did that a few weeks ago. Oh, my God, it feels so good. Um, You might need to do some spring cleaning at home. Just make way for the fresh energy that's expected when airy season rolls around yeah and also i think it's nice to end a cycle um in a clean and clear state this also includes like um any unresolved conversations or arguments any open loops emails that weren't answered negotiations still open you know you get the picture uh, make a list It's a Virgo's favorite thing to do. We might as well do it during a Virgo full moon. I suggest a list of what needs to be released, um, a list of how to progress forward on something that's kept you stuck, a list for anything really. As long as it has a purpose and keeps you accountable, the Virgo full moon will be satisfied. If you need some help with releasing and letting go, you might like to consider becoming a uh, Lunar Lover subscriber If you become an Ascendant subscriber, you get access to the Virgo full moon circle. That will come out on Friday, um, the day before the Virgo full moon. Silence your inner critic. Virgo has a tendency to be hypercritical, especially of themselves. Watch that this week under a Virgo full moon um, and instead practice self-acceptance. Hop out of your head... And into your heart. That was very naff. Sorry, but it's true. Um, And then lastly, create a routine. I kind of mentioned this a bit earlier, but a really good place to start would be with your health, but it could be around work or school drop off or even your own bedtime routine. Again, think nourishing rather than restrictive. All right, my loves, that is your Pisces season and Virgo full moon episode. Um, the bonus subscriber episode this week for moon and ascendant subscribers is all about the Venus and Mars conjunction that's happening this week in Aquarius. If you want to know about that, consider becoming a subscriber. You can do so by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode. Um, if you want a natal chart reading now is a very good time to sign up for that Um, I am pretty booked out though. Um, (laughs) sorry, I am. And the reason is not because I'm super popular, but because I'm doing, well, probably a bit of both. I'm doing limited readings when, um, celestial storytelling is happening. So for the next eight weeks, I am only seeing a few clients a week. All right. So that is the reason. But if you do want a reading, make sure you book in even if the date feels forever away because the dates will just keep moving. That's how it works. All right, my loves. um, Until next week, I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to Luna Lover, the podcast.